0: to another good good morning time to go oh we are all looking for adventure we are all looking for adventure well what's up everybody we hope you've had a great week great weekend that your day is going well and uh, man, it's starting to get warmer. Starting to get so nice. All the all the flowers are blooming. Everything. Mm-hmm. We have a garden here. All the stuffs coming up, including the weeds. <laughs> and um, it's just I'm ready for summer. i was yes. so, so tired of cold weather, but it's here. Baseball's cranked up. Yeah. And uh, it's just yeah. good. I love I, I I love every season. I do. After Christmas, uh, the cold weather can go away though. I like oh, I yeah. like it cold in December and oh, yeah. snow. Do all that Christmas stuff, but. Once the new year comes, I'm fine with it warming up.
1: Absolutely. I I you know, I I could probably live in Florida because of the of the warm weather. I don't know. I like I the, like I love I like the fall season. here yeah. in
0: Georgia. I love the spring. I like summer. August gets a little hot, but you know, I don't like the pollen in the spring Listen, it, it ain't heaven and one day we'll have we'll have that <laughs> it'll be so a pollenless, heaven. pollenless yep. heaven
1: but we are coming up on summer and i get this spring fever and i'm you know i'm always ready in august for the kids to go back to school but right now i'm really ready for them to get out ready for mm-hmm. us to just do something different and yeah, change the speed are too. and oh they're very ready but we're coming up on summer and summer brings a lot of fun a lot of good things but it also brings a lot of weddings Yep, seems like people like to get married a lot in the summer you're telling they, me
0: this morning all the wedding gifts and graduation gifts and all yeah
1: yeah you going out well my my best friends um got a daughter who's getting married soon and so i'm kind of thinking about that and we've got other friends mm-hmm. getting married we're going to several weddings you perform a lot of weddings Yeah, we
0: had a wedding out here last week yeah and farm um and so bonnie and i we've mentioned this before we we lead the premarital workshop at our church. And so we do about four of those a year. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the one that we do in like February, March, uh, we do two, like one in January, one in March. And they're always full because mm-hmm. everybody's getting ready
1: for, summer. for that summer
0: wedding. Yeah. So um, that sparked the idea in our mind. And we've kind of wanted to do this for a while because not only do we have all those people that are getting married, but I've got several staff members. We've got a lot of 20-somethings on staff. Are getting married mm-hmm. or just gotten married? Nieces
1: and nephews. Nieces and
0: nephews. My nieces got married. My nephew got married. Two nephews got married last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so we wanted to do a podcast, um, not just a one episode, but several episodes. And we're not sure how many will be in this. We're going to do it until we don't. And uh, but we wanted to do it for newlyweds or people getting married or recently married. You know, under five years or so. But there's so much in this that speaks, as we're talking and as we're writing it and as we're planning it, I'm thinking, man, we've been married 26 years and that's still good to remember.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of things. So so don't zone out. If you're thinking, well, I've been married over a few years. I'm not really a newlywed anymore. Don't zone out because there's a lot of stuff that um, that you have back in your counseling office because couples haven't figured this stuff out in the oh. newlywed
0: years. Oh, Lord, yeah, man. People have been married 10, 20, 30 years. I'm talking to them about things, and I'm like, man, if we could just go back and do this right. Yeah, yeah. You, this would save you a lot of heartache.
1: Yeah, but today we're going to talk about something that I think might be one of the most difficult things for newlyweds. But even um, it, it's even as you are married a while and then when you have kids, it changes again. It's, the, it's that relationship between a newlywed couple or a married couple and their parents mm-hmm. and their families. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that can be a difficult transition
0: mm-hmm.
1: coming out of a family that all you've ever known is this is the way my family did something. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you know to do. And sometimes families that you come from can be incredibly different. We, mm-hmm. in these um, newlywed classes we teach, we see wow your family of origin is so stark contrasted to this. You know your new spouses, and it's mm-hmm. um, it can be hard to to combine or to to become a new family out of that. So,
0: and, and I tell you that's I had a couple in my office this week who's getting married. I don't know in the fall, and uh, we were talking through just some things and. And you could tell, you could see the, um, the stress on these couples' faces to get it all right and mm-hmm. to get it perfect. And, um, and, and I, the thing I say to them, and I even say this during the wedding ceremony a lot of times, um, maybe if they've got uh, like this past week when we did the wedding here at the farm, this couple did a little, uh, they did the unity candle. Mm-hmm. And so I, I issued a time while they did that for everyone in the crowd to pray for them. And, and then I'll usually take a, a second just with me and them mm-hmm. uh, while the music's playing, while everybody's praying. Oh, do we
1: get to hear the secret now? And
0: I'll have a word for... Now you make me not want to share it. Oh, would,
1: it's their secret. Okay,
0: it, it, I'll, I'll share it. And it's this. It's, guys, if there's going to be one thing I want to... A piece of wisdom I want to give to you. Have grace on each other. Mm-hmm. You've never been married to him. He's never been married to you. That's right. And... And and for most of these people, they've never been married. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get right. You're going to screw up probably, probably tomorrow morning. (laughs) You're going to screw up a ton. Mm -hmm. And if you can have grace on each other to know, okay, that's one of those screw ups. And let's just, let's learn and move. Yeah. Man, you're going to make this process so much easier. And I think that goes both ways. That goes for parents and families too. Yeah. That you're not work and work hard but just have grace have grace on your kids have grace on each other kids have grace on your parents especially if this is their first I was the last
1: out of all my brothers
0: I was the fourth
1: and I was the first
0: and you were the first and your parents did a great job as the first my parents have been through it and Mm -hmm. so but that can even change I mean Mm -hmm. when we got married my parents were you know, taking care of elderly parents and burying yeah. elderly parents—they were going through a stressful time. Mm-hmm. So you just never know. Yep.
1: Well, you know, we hear a lot of times, though. I, I like you know, you hear these parents say, "I just love my future son-in-law because I don't feel like I'm losing a daughter. I feel like I'm gaining a son." And that it
0: is such a sweet, isn't it? End. They. Biblically inaccurate <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well it is. It's what they're saying there is, man, he fits into our family so well it's like I've got another another son.
0: And that and that comes from the most wonderful it place. It does.
1: It it means I love this person dearly and I'm so glad my my daughter or my son has found this person that we just enjoy being with like we enjoy being with them. And that's that does come from a great heart. But is it biblical?
0: Yeah, well, I think we need to hit that on the other side of this it's now time for things i never said before i had kids
1: how did we get all the way to school and you don't have shoes or socks on didn't you notice
0: All right. So, and I think that literally happened this morning. Those <laughs> no shoes or socks. So today we're talking about one of the, the basics of marriage. It's very biblical. It's a, it's a passage of scripture. And whether you're nearly or newlywed, or if you've been married for a while and there's friction in your marriage over this topic, or maybe you have a grown child getting married and you're on the other side of that, um, this is an important topic to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. So how, and here it is, how do you take a man and a woman that are coming out, and, and if you're a parent, you're seeing them as, as a boy and a girl. Right. It's hard for you always. See, I'm it's sure. hard for you to see. I mean, listen, I'm almost 50, and my parents still see me as a kid. And you know, um, and I've got we, our 12 year old, I still see as a toddler sometimes. Yeah. And so, how do you take a man and a woman that are coming out of different families, totally different upbringings sometimes, and even if it's similar upbringings, it's still tough? And how do you. How do they become one flesh?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think to get there, we got to go back all the way to the Garden of Eden, like pre sin, God's original design. Because we can come up with some great ideas.
0: We can tell you some stuff. This is <laughs> yep. It's the going back, and that's I, the time machine.
1: I was with you. So. I, I felt that warp. I moved backwards, but way back, way way back to the Garden of Eden, because God created a man and saw that he needed someone besides just the animals he had created. Aren't you glad? And he, he handcrafted Eve, brought her to him and presented him with his new wife. And this is what Adam said. It says in Genesis two, it says the man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. And that's, that was his response. And here's what scripture says. That's why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. You
0: know what's interesting is there wasn't a father or mother then. No. But God foreknew, he foresaw.
1: Mm-hmm. That was for all the rest what of us. Right. He did. I mean, God created them. That That is an interesting aspect that he created. It was just the two of them, and he said, but a man will leave his father and mother, mm-hmm. and they will become united. Or other translations, I grew up here and. That they will, he will, A I man will leave and cleave to his wife.
0: Mm-hmm. And we we don't, I mean, the, the word we leave we use nowadays, but that word cleave. That's different. We usually don't, we don't usually uh, use. And so what does the word cleave mean? It's funny, I was um, listening to, I can't remember, maybe it was a news talk radio or sports talk or something, and they were telling about um, that actor, James Cromwell. Remember, mm. um, he was on that movie, Babe. He oh, was yeah, the that farmer, little pig. yeah, mm-hmm. and then he uh, he played he played he played in a ton yeah of movies, um, but this week uh, he he went into a Starbucks and uh, sat on the Starbucks counter in in I think New York wearing a free the animals T-shirt and um, he, <laughs> he he loves the Earth a lot and he read a statement denouncing the surcharge for vegan milk alternatives. So, in other words, the Starbucks is charging more. For plant-based milk, like soy and, 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 right, oh, okay. and different things like that, and uh, he said, "When will you stop breaking in huge profits while customers and animals in the environment suffer?" So you know what he did? <laughs> what he uh, glued? He super glued himself to the counter. What? This man literally—that's a great picture of cleaving. He cleaved to the counter. <laughs> to cleave is to—it's to—it's to glue. It's to connect. It's to fasten. It's to wow. become one with
1: permanently bonded
0: permanently (laughs) bonded. now for him the guy's 80 so i mean skin is you know skin skin comes off easier when you're 80 but he uh later they said he used a pocket knife to scrape it off and there was no arrest or anything so Mm. um but anyway if you want a picture of what it means to cleave Mm. that's it i don't think i do it over almond milk but um Mm. but the bible says children leave your parents and superglue yourself to your spouse. Wow, and that's a great picture of what it means to yeah to cleave.
1: Wow. So wow, that's need, I can't get it. that picture right out of my mind. a minute. To take <laughs> I that need it in a minute. minute. Yeah. Right, but I think the idea there is that we we do think sometimes, oh, we're joining two families, but that's not it at all. Mm-mm. God's, I mean, He explicitly says you leave your family mm-hmm. and then you become a new one. It's God's intention for our relationship with our spouse is that we do, we don't, we're not merging. We're leaving our family of origin and we're becoming a brand new family. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why it always bothered us so much when people would ask us for years. I mean, we we've been married thirteen years before we had our first child, and right. they were like, "When so, are you gonna so ha- start a family?"
0: I mean, I think after thirteen years, that's a that's an appropriate amount of time for people to just think, "Yeah, they're probably not having kids." <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but it was that. When are you going to start a family? Yeah,
0: it flew all over me.
1: I know because God's intention for a man and wife is when you get married, that we is starting. Started,
0: we started our family then.
1: And you know what? I, I feel like my my mom and dad did a a pretty good job of of this. They, you know, I remember my mom said, "You know, when you get married, we're giving you to Daniel, and uh, we don't want you back." I mean, they didn't mean don't come visit, because uh, if anybody was uh, like, you better come home, it was my dad. He yeah, really, yeah. when he was alive, he he really wanted to, I mean, he pretty much expected us to come home for certain things, but yep. it's that, you know, that idea of, um, she said, but you know what, you're becoming one with him, and um, you can come, vi- I want you to come visit, but Y'all are now your own
0: family, and mm-hmm. I think
1: they did a pretty good job of that. I was
0: oh, they did, and that that was great, great advice. Because you can't. Uh, that's not that biblical statement of "This is why a man will leave his father, mother, and cleave to his wife." That's not just a a nice sweet st- sentiment. Mm-mm. That's that's a command, I and mean, mm-hmm. that's a biblical command. And I think there's as much um, responsibility on the children's end to uphold that command. And, I mean, there's as much on the parents' end as mm-hmm. there are on the children's end. And, yeah. and and on the parents' end, it's, and we'll get into this in a second, it's it's making, you know, making sure that they have the ability to leave mm. and cleave. And some of that comes through parenting, yeah. right? So our kids are are in the preteen and teenage years. So Colby's about to be 11. Josie's about to be 13. And so we're in that stage to where, you know, we're helping them become people that in short amount of time, you know, in the next 10 years or so, they can leave and they can cleave. But even even coming up on the wedding and mm-hmm. in, in the wedding, parents, you have the opportunity to ensure that they can do that well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, then let's address... Both of the, let's address that separately then let's say let's have a word let's talk to newlyweds for a second and then we can talk to the parents of newlyweds or the parents of married couples yeah. and um let's uh, go from it that direction
0: that angle yeah like so
1: all right well let's talk to the newlyweds first because uh
0: newlyweds yes that.
1: all right what does it mean to leave newlyweds Slam the door behind you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: no, um, I think
1: there are a few things here. I mean, I think leaving there's a that's kind of a
0: loaded thing. It's well, and, and I said slam the door. That that that's sounds not true. really harsh. What we're saying here, if you if you do this well, mm-hmm. you're setting up to have a much better relationship with everyone all the way around. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about leaving the relationship. No, we're talking no. about you're gonna. It's almost like when, when I, when I talk to somebody that's in grief, going through grief counseling, um, one of the, one of the pieces of that is they have to, um, form a new relationship Mm. with that deceased person. Um, this, no one's deceased here, but you have to form a new relationship. And that's really what we're talking about. So, um, so what does it mean to leave? Um, it really means to become independent. If I'm talking to newlyweds, you need to put, you need to become independent mm-hmm. um, as long as you're and, and there's two ways we do that so let's talk first um become independent financially mm-hmm. so as long as you as long as your parents are, are, are funding stuff yeah i I had to kick him off not long ago and he's trying he's transitioning into adulthood he's about to graduate college he's ready to adult and um and kind of transition into that but he's trying to He's trying to take the bull by the horns and do it in a way that's going to be just just not wise. Mm. And um, and I asked him. I said, "Are you so you want to you want to be an adult? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. My parents are trying to control my life. Okay, great. Um, are you funding your life? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, are you paying rent? Yeah, I pay him a little bit. Okay, what do you pay him? I pay him two hundred bucks a month. Mm. Okay, so you're paying for water. <laughs> I mean, really, you're not you. You ain't paying rent, Mm-mm. and he's he's like he, You're paying for the food. You're well. You're paying for a week's worth <laughs> of food you're eating right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And so his eyes got big. Like you mean I gotta yes, you gotta pay for all that. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to be able to fully fund your life to be out from underneath the roof and and be financially independent. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you still got parents, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So I think that's that's one of the big things. Become independent, and I told this guy, "I said, listen, as your parents see you being responsible, and funding your life, and paying attention to grown-up things like insurance, mm-hmm. and rent, and maintenance of the car, and yeah, okay, well, they might
1: back out of your they're business. They're going to be a <laughs> lot
0: easier." And, and he wasn't getting married, uh, but I would say that to, to newlyweds. Yeah, well, and you then know, there's, own, own your life, fund your life, and be independent.
1: Well, the other side of that is not just financial independence, but it's emotional independence Mm -hmm. um you know it's that ability to own yourself Mm. emotionally too not just on your life financially but on your life emotionally it's the you know i i love my parents and um want to include them in stuff and and all but it's that i am not
0: codependent on them anymore can't be codependent on daddy and and reside and and leave and to your husband no Well, well, in scripture speaks to this, you
1: know, there's, there's a difference. Let's, we'll say this. Okay. So Ephesians 6, 1, 2 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Okay. Children, that's children. Obey Mm -hmm. your parents. Um, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may turn out well for you and that you may live long on the earth. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference there. It says, there's an obedience part and there's an honor part mm-hmm. okay if you're still a child you got to be obeying if you're still they're paying your bills you kind of owe them
0: yeah our kids are at the place high school kids even even in college man your parents are funding everything there's a there's an obedience mm-hmm. piece to that
1: but what's the difference between obedience and honoring
0: uh, well I think we understand what obedience is um, honoring is when you've crossed over now you When when you're a child and you're obeying your parents, you still need to honor your parents. Exactly, honor is honor is definitely an action of the heart,
1: Mm -hmm. an action of
0: respect. Um, Once you cross over and you're leaving and cleaving, and you're at the you know the place. Say we are right, twenty six years in marriage. My parents are are in an elderly uh, state. We have such a sweet relationship with them. I honor. We honor our parents in that relationship by. Uh, allowing them to be a part of our life, mm-hmm. especially as long as it's a healthy part, it's not mm-hmm. a toxic relationship, and it's a good, healthy, mutual love and a life-giving, life-breathing relationship. So honoring is, and calling my parents, checking in on my parents. Um, you know, my parents are at the age where they they need help. You know, we went to your your mama's farm, and there was a list of little things that we she would love. We could help her with, and mm-hmm. I loved being able to do that. And for her, it was help. And uh, and Colby and I were out on you know her little um, her little side by side you know mule, uh, mule. Um, and um, and we're picking up sticks and Colby's like not really enjoying picking up sticks and I had a great opportunity to say to him hey you know Mimi doesn't need to get out a storm had just come through Mimi doesn't need to get out on this property and pick up all this sticks and we get a we get a really good time to chance to honor and serve Mimi mm-hmm. and his attitude changed. and he he's like oh it's like a light bulb like we're doing yeah. this for Mimi not not punishment. daddy telling you to right <laughs> like, Can you clean the yard um, so that's honoring is yeah. keeping them involved and in, uh, being a part of their lives mm-hmm. and letting them be a part of yours and caring about them mm-hmm. and um and there's times you, you ask them for wisdom and guidance it doesn't mean you're gonna take it or have to take it you're not obeying but that's honoring
1: yeah yeah, well, and so uh, along with this independence that we gain as a newly married couple, we we want that independence, and we're we're s- we're setting out and we're charting that new course with our independence. But if you are becoming independent, you need to stop expecting your parents to bail you out. Mm. Um, <laughs> yep, it's like this one thing: if your parents give you a gift. You know, no expectations. It's, we love you. We want to give you the gift. Because sometimes they're like you said before, they reach a point where it's like I don't know what to give you for Christmas. I want to give you something. I love you, and Can't I'm going to give clothes you, for you. Anymore. No, and so I want to do something for you, nice. And so they they offer financial. Like, hey, let me give you this gift. Right. That's very different than you asking them to co-sign on a home. Yes, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's there's that. So and and,
0: and I think a stipulation in there is. If if that relationship is toxic and you know those gifts comes with strings, mm-hmm. and those gifts comes, and I'll throw in a little little heads up to the parents, if those gifts come with, well, we've helped you out a lot, so you should we, you know, you should really mm-hmm. listen. If you're going to give a gift, give a gift, yeah. And um, so, if you're a child and your parents manipulate through gifts, then that's a different thing, right? Right. But um. But we've got to, we've got a you got an adult, yep. you got to, you can't expect your parents to bail you out.
1: Okay. So number stuff. one, newlyweds become independent.
0: Number right. two, Th- that, that's financially and emotional. Yes.
1: Number right. two, Relationally. here's another one. And I think this is, this can be hard. Choose your spouse over your family of origin. Um, all I've ever known before I get married is my parents, I know what they like and dislike by this point. Cause I've been mm-hmm. punished by, for the things they disliked or didn't agree with or things I shouldn't do. I don't know my spouse that well. I know my parents a lot better. They've shaped me. They've, you know, I, I know yeah. that, but so when you get married, it's hard.
0: I had, I had a really hard time with this. Our first couple of years of marriage because so our first year of marriage, we were in college. Um, we went. We went back to my parents' house every weekend because I was on staff at a mm-hmm. church there. We Stayed with them. And we stayed with them. She would kind of help load us up with groceries. We we were not independent. We were not financially independent then. Lord, nobody could live off what we made. <laughs> um, the second year of marriage, we moved back to my hometown, mm-hmm. and that's where it got really difficult. Um, my parents were really going through a hard time. I think mm-hmm. I've shared this on the podcast before: elderly parents and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, different things like that with my grandma. Um, but I didn't know how to live in town and be a husband and a son. Right. And part of that was what you just said. I, I knew my parents, and mm-hmm. I have been a son for 24 years, 23, well, 24 at that time. And um, I knew their expectations and how to meet their expectations mm-hmm. and how to please them and how to please them. I didn't know that about you. Now right. I didn't make that cognitive connection then, but I do now as I'm looking back. Um, it took a it took a um, it took a deal, yeah, for me to realize, oh, oh, here's what I'm doing wrong, mm. you know. And that got kind of you vented and let me know how you felt, yeah. And mm. I was able to correct that then, yeah,
1: absolutely. And it changed everything in our relationship. Yeah. And um, it's that you've got to realize if you're stuck between my mom and dad pulling me versus my spouse pulling me. You stood at an altar and you said, "Forsaking all others, I am cleaving only
0: unto Thee." And, and you're saying that to everybody in that crowd—your best friends, all you know, all your guy friends, all your girlfriend's, yeah. your parents, your grandparents, your family friends. You're looking at them and saying, "I'm forsaking all of you." Mm-hmm. Guys, listen up! Listen up! I'm forsaking y'all
1: She's cleaving to her. Yeah, or him. to him. I'm becoming a new family. You're watching this happen. In the presence of all these assembled. We invited
0: you to the announcement.
1: Yes, that we are becoming a new family. And so I have to, on the daily, choose you over my family's expectations.
0: Um, so, so we've got a project coming up at our new house. Um, and I'm not really handy. But your dad's really handy. How do you broach that with a new husband? Well, Daddy, can you come over here and fix this? Ooh. What? Mm, not so much. How's a good way to broach that? No,
1: that's the, you know, I, I defer to my new husband. If that's something you want to ask help for, that's something you can ask help for from my dad. But I'm not suggesting that because the minute I do that, I'm like saying, uh, you're not as good as my daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, so, or, or I make a casserole. Stop. I make squash. Oh, I love. Why do you have to
0: bring that up? I'm,
1: I, oh, you know, I love squash. Okay, I'll make you some squash jerk, for
0: dinner. Jerk face. And
1: I make <laughs> squash casserole because that's how my mama made squash casserole. Oh, this is good. It's not like my grandma's. <laughs> is that the right way
0: to, <laughs> sorry. So. You want to just move on? That <laughs> you just move on? Happened. Bonnie mm-hmm. has never made squash again. Casserole. Casserole. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had never had squash. I had always grown up knowing, and here it goes, that's all I knew. My grandma made, like, cooked squash. Mm-hmm. I had never had squash casserole. Mm-hmm. So when Bonnie said, I'm, you know, you want me to make squash? I was like, yes, that's all I had in mind was cooked squash, like Grandma mm-hmm. Lola used to make it. And then there's this casserole sitting in front of me, and it was that, I'm a stupid young idiot, immature, and I didn't know you to were fake 23.
1: it. You I didn't know how 24, to fake it. Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I I didn't mean you just saw the disappointment. Yes. And I was like, Well, it's different than Grandma Mola makes it, but it's really good and mm. guys don't say that. That's okay. Moving on. Um, okay. I would love for you to make that squash casserole dish again. It's
1: only been twenty six years. I hadn't waited long enough. So, so maybe maybe
0: at our fortieth choosing back to the topic choosing your spouse over your family of Mm -hmm. origin and the squash casserole Mm -hmm. you you have to establish a new relationship with your family of origin Mm -hmm. it can't stay the same you cannot keep this relationship the same and bring an appendage into it it's not like you're adopting a new sibling into the family that's right this is this is a leaving of that family and cleaving and if you do that right that relationship with that family can be incredible and wonderful and allow you, give you the opportunity to have a healthy marriage. And so you've got, and it's got, and here's the thing it, and it all depends on how the parents respond, but you're going to come to a point where there's going to be friction Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to choose. Yeah. And we came to that point where we, I had to choose Mm -hmm. and and luckily, you did it <laughs> I right. You. Yes, and you know what? We've never had that issue with my parents ever. Again.
1: No, and I became, and it changed my relationship with you, and and my love and respect for your parents. It yeah. changed both of those, and our relationship has been. Your parents would never even remember it, but no, it's don't. become. I mean, I love your parents, and things have been great ever since. But it was something you had to make that um, move towards choosing me, mm-hmm. and it changed everything.
0: And I pray you don't come to that point, but. Um, but you might. Okay. So number first.
1: three, next thing, newlyweds, don't pull your family into your marital conflict. Um, that's, you know, that was really good advice. My mom gave me is don't, don't come to me with um, your problems with Daniel, your arguments, because you're going to, if he makes you mad, he hurts you or does something, you're going to get over it, and move on. But I, you're my baby. I'm going to hold a grudge and I, and I will never look at him the same again. So it's, That was really good advice because um, our parents don't need to be pulled into that because they're going to always defer to us. We're their child. It's going to be really hard for them to take our spouse's side in something, Mm. and you don't want to make them have to do that either way, and you don't want to make them angry at your spouse because you'll get over it, but they won't. They're going to remember that. Um, So find a friend that you can vent to if you've got marital conflict. You do not want to draw – your your family into the middle of your marital
0: conflict absolutely not and man we see that i see that all the time and um and because a, a, an outside friend doesn't have um the heart connection skin in the game mm-hmm. if, if you bring them into it hopefully if they're a godly friend and they're someone's going to tell you the truth then um, they can tell you the truth but if you invite a family member parent, sibling, something like that now you've entered a third party into this argument mm-hmm. because now they're in it and they're right. standing up for the person that, you know, they love. Yeah. And, um, as, as, but as far as your parents are concerned, apparently I'm perfect. And, and same as far way. as my parents are concerned, you're perfect. That's right. And, um, as far as I'm concerned, you're perfect. <laughs> <And laughs> you so right. Squash casserole. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So. All right, so let's keep our family out
0: of our conflict. Yep. All right, so last thing we want to say to the newlyweds mm-hmm. is this. Um, don't expect your spouse to handle conflict um,
1: with your family. With your
0: family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you handle your own family. Um, you need to intervene in a situation that you feel powerless to handle. Men, well, unless you need to intervene. Um, so uh, yes. unless there's
1: something like I feel, if I were to feel you know, if if one spouse feels bullied by their own parents and you need to ask your spouse to help you, yeah, that's, that's different. That's
0: different. But if if your mom is, and, and we're using hypothetical situations here, but if your parents have an issue with something. That
1: we're doing. and we're upset, doing. Yeah.
0: Or if, if your parents are doing something that is really bothering me, mm-hmm. then I don't need to call them no. and say, hey, y'all need to quit this, blah, blah, blah. I, I've got to find a loving way and the mm-hmm. right environment to say to you, hey, um, I don't know if you realize this is happening, but this is happening, and and let's go back to our good communication skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a podcast on it many moons ago. Use your uh, I feel mm-hmm. words, and um, don't use the they always, they never, you always All remember. Right. So, um, this is happening. Uh, your parents are doing this. And it makes me feel like That's this. Fine. Yeah. And um, it, it, can, mm-hmm. can you do, what do you think we need to do about that? Yeah. Or what do you think needs to happen? And then it would be your responsibility to say, I'll talk to them.
1: Yeah, I'll handle that. Um, well, and that goes back to, in that particular instance, that goes back to choosing your spouse. Yeah. I choose you. That means choosing you in this means I'm going to handle that with my family. And, uh, you know, and if there's conflict going on within my family of origin, that's a, a big old mess over there. I'm, you know, you're not going to come and butt in your opinion on how that needs to be fleshed out or handled. I know when my, when my dad passed away, there was a lot of just family stuff that needed to be handled as far not conflict, but just, you know, what do you do with this? How do you manage this? And, and I help you know, my, my family talked about that. You never inserted your opinion on any of that unless I asked your opinion on that. Yeah. You let me handle my family, and it's that,
0: you know. None, none of that's my stuff. Right. Whether it's information, property, or anything. right?
1: Yeah. You know. And so unless it affected you in some way. Right. And then I was asking your opinion. But it's if there's ever conflict or stuff going on within my side of the family, I it's my responsibility to handle that. And then the same way, if there's stuff going on on your side of the family, it's like if we're planning to go away on a trip with your family, I'll say, what time are we leaving? When do we get back? Mm-hmm. It's, this is your family we're spending time with. We're doing this your way yep. and vice versa. That we kind of defer if, to each and other. And if
0: it's affecting you and you, you know, we're going on a vacation, oh, God, I do not go. It's, mm-hmm. I, you know, find a way to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, the proper way is not to say your parents always, mm. had, you know. Word it differently. You can say the same thing with different wording and get a much different outcome.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, So those are just some, I think, some really helpful hints for the the, the newlyweds or the people getting married. Who
1: are trying to leave and cleave.
0: That's right. Yep. Now, words to the the in-laws. We want to do that. We got got time for this
1: in this podcast or we want to go to another one.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned. The next podcast episode is for the parents. You guys have a great week. Looking forward to it. Oh, we are